0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Live Change podcast. Man, I just feel like with this beat, I just gotta like come out positive and super encouraging. But uh, I had such a good time interviewing one of my best friends, Josiah McGuire, former roommate. Um, And man, if you guys get something out of this, leave a comment, drop a review. Like, what are you doing? I wanna hear what you have to share, and uh, without further ado, this has been a great conversation all the way through. It feels like it's only 30 minutes, you know, it's a little bit longer than that, so uh, let's get in it. Awesome. Dang, dude, the the first interview over the phone. <laughs> what are you up to, man? I just got done eating some Good
1: old chicken fajitas with my family. Well, I guess my sister and brother-in-law. Yeah.
0: Are you guys in Rockford right now or Chicago?
1: Yeah. So, just in Rockford hanging out for probably a few more weeks. And then, yeah, just
0: applying to jobs and scouting it out. Definitely. Yep. And uh, for everyone who doesn't know, um, Josiah McGuire is – One of my best friends, Uh, we were roommates um, for a little over a year, and we've known each other for a little over uh, two and a half years. Um, But yeah, now uh, Josiah is looking for big boy jobs, and and, uh, graduated with a master's from St. Ambrose. Um, Dude, tell us a little bit about you. Mm, Okay, that's a good question uh no. tell us about For, the judgy the judgy <laughs> all right we're
1: saying it okay um <laughs> all right if we're being we're going personal with it uh let's see me dude i am from rockford illinois born and raised what up Eight one five. uh and <laughs> that was just a, that's a rough you know there are like a lot of parts in there that are rough and uh one fact about rockford real quick is that they're on like the fbi's most Um, violent city I think or most crime related like 2017 I think it was uh, like with a population under 200,000 so obviously you got like Detroit and things like that but Rockford it was just really I don't know a lot of gang stuff a lot of violence and so that's where I grew up with my family I got four other siblings I'm number four out of five and grew up playing sports grew up you know like obviously faith and the Bible is a huge part of my life too. So we would grow up with uh kinda like weekly Bible studies after dinner. And my dad would just like always sit us down and have us go over just whatever scripture was on his heart. And we would do that as a family. So it was always really special. Uh but yeah, man, then just from there lived all way in Rockford until I came to St Ambrose, played football. And then that was for undergrad, and then did my my graduate uh, degree there too, and just now looking for jobs and trying to like figure out life. I went to uh, Peru the summer, and first time out of the country, and it was just nuts, and it was an awesome experience. But yeah, otherwise I'm just I'm back now, you know, just back to good old
0: good old Rockford. We'll hey, see where that goes. Hey, hey. <laughs> dang dude that's uh that's intense um yeah it was a lot bro so what, what did you end up uh graduating with um for your your bachelor's or uh and then also your master's
1: yeah so uh the bachelor that was just kind of like your basic exercise science and then Uh, The masters, I just wanted to continue with that. And so they opened up another program, and that one was exercise physiology. So it was kind of just more so, like, getting more things fine-tuned, in a sense. Yeah. And getting, like, more specific as far as, like, the routes
2: Mm. and
0: occupations I would want to go. Yeah. So so why did you want to choose exercise science? Um, To be honest,
1: my mom, she... She was a nurse. She's like, one of the biggest influences on my life. And so she was, like, a burn – she worked in the burn unit before, and she kind of just, like, always was in the hospital setting, was a great nurse, always just really caring and really loving. And uh, so that always kind of, like, piqued my interest. And then, you know, I I used to get, like, bullied when I was, like – when I went to um, public schools because I was, like, homeschooled, so I went into public schools around, like, sixth grade, so I'd, I'd get yeah. bullied. And then just, like, wanting to get bigger and exercise more, you know, that kind of, like, had another influence on, you know, my life. And then from there, it just kind of, like, stemmed w- from, you know, loving. I never thought that I could, like, do something that involved physical activity or, like, exercise. I never thought that, like, I could do that for a living. I always thought, you know, I just thought about, like, desk jobs and office Right, work and, right. You know, I never thought about it like, oh, hey, you can actually make a living out of this. And so once I kind of like thought about
0: that, then that just it just rolled from there. Mm. Wow. Dang. That is amazing. And uh, if you guys don't know Judgey, uh for one, that's <laughs> his man. That that name right there hits hits home. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he's a big boy. You don't want you don't <laughs> want you don't want to mess with Judgy. He's a <laughs> he's a teddy bear. But man, you you wake that bear up. Something happens no
1: i'm i'm a i'm a lover i'm not a fighter
0: nah no nah, i i know you are We'll actually we'll actually get to that in a second too uh, which is funny um okay but um yeah dude you know there's so there's so much that you you personally could talk about uh josiah and um man right now i mean I don't have a topic for you i just have <laughs> I just have some questions. Okay. <laughs> but uh to start it off man, like what's what's your story? What's your testimony? Tell me the crucial points that led you to Christ. Oh man, okay. We're starting off like that. So we're starting off, bro.
1: That's hot and heavy. Um, well I just want to say first of all thank you, John. We didn't even like go over that stuff, but thank you John for okay. Having me um, be a part of this. And, you know, you've had, like, such great people before. Uh, Man, I just I think about, you know, Nick or Joe or, you know, even Carrie or number two. It's like all those different people, you know, are just so influential and positive to the community. And so to be on this, it's like, man, it's an honor. And I appreciate it. But all right. About me and my testimony. Come um, on, bro. <laughs> okay, Come on. I'm gonna hit it hard. Uh, let's see. So, I was born in like the church and going out, growing or growing up going to church and reading the Bible and not really knowing what was going on and like only you know, lo- loving the, the crazy characters or like the strong characters, mm-hmm. and so not really like truly making it my own, except you know, it was what it was just like another part of life, and so then. When I was about, let's see, coming into the sixth grade, we had uh, a house fire, and my little brother, he claims, he didn't do it, but uh, him and my other brother <laughs> were like, <laughs> it was like the 4th of July, what well, was the, uh, was it the 4th? <laughs> oh, I man. think it was, yeah, the 4th of July, so they were shooting out fireworks, and then had like a, a wood pile by my house, and so it pretty much, the fireworks got over there, burnt half my house down, um, wow. some started to like spiral, and so we were all homeschooled me and my four siblings until this point, we all got pushed into the public schooling system at the same time. And that's like when I said where I was like, you know, I had to kind of defend myself. I didn't know what was going on. I was like this little skinny white dude in like one of the most violent schooling <laughs> systems. And oh man, I would just like remember like thinking I was such a tough dude, and then just having to fight these big dudes. You know, I learned quick that I didn't really like it, but it didn't really stop me either from, like, doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So, I didn't really learn my lesson. But, uh, dude, then, like, some crazy stuff started happening where uh, my dad, some things started (laughs) happening with him, um, with his business, and it caused, I think, kind of, like, a lot of trauma um, and, like, emotional and distress and everything like that to the point where he uh, he was kind of like out of work and just like chilling for a long time. And uh, then my mom was like, okay, you know, you got to get to work or you got to do something or else I can't have you be here anymore. And so that's when he, he, uh, it's kind of crazy, but he said that God told him um, to like leave our family for a period of time. And Mm so, that was, like, when I was around, what I say? Yeah, so that was when I was in middle school, high school. And so he left, and then I didn't see or hear from my dad for, like, years. Like, kind of, like, all throughout my high school career. And so that's when I started to, like, I was like, man, this God stuff, like, that is not true. I couldn't, you know, wrap my mind. I couldn't fathom it that, you know, that he, was a, he was this man who I looked up to so much. And he was my father and my coach. And. For him to say that, it just kind of, like, blew my mind. And then to see, you know, how like, that, how much pressure that put on my mind, it just yeah. kind of, like, I was like, forget this God stuff. I'm going to try my own thing. So I tried my own thing for, like, four or five years, honestly. And I was crazy in high school and, like, crazy even going to St. Ambrose for a year. And then, to be honest, I just – I think – my mom always said it, but like, well, I think it's even a scripture too about, you know, raising your child in the word and yeah. they they will not depart from it. Right. So it's like, man, I had all that foundation in me, you know, it wasn't a, a sand foundation, but I had that foundation in me and I was so blessed because of that, because that just like ended up drawing me in. There was something, it, there wasn't like some like moment where I was like, oh my gosh, you know, just like, like a Paul moment, like a Saul to Paul moment, you know. Right. But it was just more more of like a gradual, like, easing where I just felt like God was just, like, tugging on my heart. And I could not mm-hmm. get away from it. I couldn't, like, stand it anymore. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. This is, like, the only thing that I know right now. I'm going to try this. And so I started going back to to church, and I started going back to, uh, like, Bible studies. And that's actually when I started going to The Rock for the first time. I was, like, a, a sophomore, I think, at the – At the time, and I went with, uh, like, Sierra and Michael Nolan, just, like, different friends. But uh, yeah, then from there, dude, it was just, like, realizing, you know, how much God was there throughout my life. And, Mm -hmm. like, I just – it always gets me when, you know, people talk about, like, Jesus being there with you in the moment because I could never, ever feel it. And I would never, ever, like – say that it was that real in the moment but like Mm -hmm. always always looking back and seeing where I was and seeing what God took me through I see and I'm like yes he was definitely in the moment there and there and there and there and Mm -hmm. so that's what I can say it was just that he had guarded me he had protected me and he had called me back pretty much and you know I just it's not like I feel like it's not like a prodigal son type of deal where I'm like You know, kind of like that. But in a sense, you know, we all are like that. And yeah, I just think that he just kept pulling on my heart, came back, and then it was just like Mm -hmm. full force. Like, let's see, let's see what this can do. Actually,
0: yeah. Did you have a moment um, where it really just like hit you, like, dang, whoa, like God loves me, or like, was there anything that like really hit you, like, dang, I need to, I need to really put my faith in God. Or was it just like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just try this. I'll, I'll just try this again, you know?
1: Yeah, so, well, I would I would say that like anytime when I was like fighting and when I was struggling and when I was just like, you know, forget, forget God, this is just not even for me right now. There would always yeah. be like, if I would hear like, a worship song, that really, it, it would just like melt my heart and I couldn't. I couldn't ever just, like, turn that off. I couldn't ever, you know, turn my face to that because it would just, like, hit my heart so deep every single time. And one of yeah. those songs, yeah, one of those songs was uh, The Stand. I don't know if you know that song. Like, the "I'll Stand. Oh, heck yeah, bro. He's singing for us. Hey, just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <No>. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> start a. Start snapping dude show <laughs> give the people what they want okay come they on want, bro they want the john pipes. they um, want it <laughs> <laughs> no but dang that song though was like yeah. one of those ones where it just like would rock my heart and my soul every single yeah. time and so it was just like stuff that was real and i had experienced them before and
0: he just would not like. Yeah, he wouldn't let off. arms high and heart abandoned, Ooh. Heart abandoned. Oof. That's good stuff, man. That's actually yeah. a song that'll hit you. Uh, you know, you know, it's crazy. I actually pulled up a, a statistic on this, man. So, um, this was uh, derived from the Lifeway research, um, and Lifeway is an amazing ministry. Um, that's actually centered in Nashville, Tennessee, and they were founded in 1891. Um, but a lot of their ministries reach across the United States, around the world, through millions of like Christian products. And you, I mean, they're used in like more than 160 countries. Uh, they're a nonprofit organization. Yeah. But a little bit about them, dude, uh, they have uh, a few different ministries, and one of them, is uh, Lifeway Insights, and that includes Lifeway Research, and uh, a little bit about that. It's it's one of the most respected Christian research organizations in the world and corporate communities. Um, so I pulled mm-hmm. up I pulled up this uh this um this study here, and uh, a little bit about the methodology on it. Um, It was a survey of young adults ages 18 through 30 in April through May of 2007. The sample size was about 1,023 participants, which provides 95% confidence that sampling error does not exceed. I don't know what this is, but it has a plus and then a minus under it or something, and it says 3.1%. So. Being that you like statistics, yeah. wait, what would you say that number? Um, it was yeah, three point one percent. So oh, I don't, okay. I don't know what that means. Um, but you, being somebody who loves statistics, uh, would you know how to break that down for people who are listening? So it says, like, the sample size of thousand twenty-three provide provides ninety-five percent confidence that sampling error does not exceed three point one percent. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> just come on, on bro, this like is that. all you, but uh, <laughs> come on, hey, you said you said it, so uh, yeah, pretty much like whenever they do, and I, I'm going to have to ask you about this, because I, like you said, mm-hmm. I like it, um, but whenever they do, like any kind of study, that like whole 95% thing, it's just like, if you want to think about it, like, if you run a test 100 times, you got like a 5% chance that you're not going to get the result you wanted Mm -hmm. pretty much. So you're like, you're, that's just stating that you're 95% sure that whatever you said is true. And so um, that's kind of like very basic with like all statistics. It's like, you're always going to see that number. Well, not always, but you're most likely going to see that number um, where they're going to say, you know, we, we have like that, we are 95% confident that, you know, what we are providing you is true. And so that, that other number you mentioned, the 3.2 or 3.1, yeah. whatever, that's not, that's like uh, that's standard deviation. And so that's just kind of like how different each person's result was to the, like the next person in a sense. And so you want that number to uh, um, like pretty much be, well, I guess like, if it's closer to zero, that's good because that just right. means that like the uh,
0: – pretty much there's not like a lot of variation. Which is really good. I get you. Within the participants. Yeah. Um, So check this out. And this is the uh, the statistic. So 70% of all young people who grow up in church leave the church by their 20s. About 35% return. Um. Dude, that's crazy. (laughs) And um, again, that was found on the LifeWay Research. And I will actually put this link in in the podcast uh, so you guys can click on it, look, read through it. But here are some of the big reasons why people left the church. Um, And the top 10 reasons right here. So 27% said simply wanted a break from church. 26% Mm. said church members seemed judgmental or hypocritical. 25% said moved to college and stopped attending church. Uh, And real quick for a moment, uh, they actually broke this up into three different uh, percentage groups. And they just put them all together. So when I'm, when I'm saying, you know, 25, 26, and if it doesn't add up directly to 100, um, it just, it's just showing you that these were pulled from different yeah. ones. And so moving on, it yeah. said um, 25% moved to college and stopped attending church. 23% said work responsibilities prevented me from attending. 22% said moved too far away from the church to continue attending. 22%. Became too busy, though still wanted to attend. And then 20% Mm. said, didn't feel connected to the church, uh, to the people in my church. 18% disagreed with the church's stance on political, social issues. Um, Let's see here. 17% said, chose to spend more time with friends outside the church. 17% said, was only going to church to please others. Um, and so with all those uh, reasons for people dropping out between the ages of 18 to 30, I just I just find like I can resonate with some of those. Um, and I see I do see a lot of our young people, you know, dropping out because of those things. Um, were there were there any 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 of those that like kind of struck a chord in you? Yeah, I would definitely say that Um
1: One of the last ones you said about just, like, I don't know, doing it to please others. Yeah, yeah. I really really did a lot to, to, like, please my mom. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, like, well, I guess, like, either my mom or my dad, you know? So, like, when my dad was a part of my life, then I would do it for him. Yeah. But otherwise, I would do it for um, my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that was, like, you know, that's just one of those things where it was a struggle to really, like, change that and actually do it for God who, you know, I'm a really, like, touchy-feely person. Right, right. And so I love, like, the human interaction and connection. Mm -hmm. And so to, like, switch that, that was very difficult for me to, like, be thinking that, okay, now God, this is, like, I do it for you now, and I don't, you know, the gratitude or I guess, like, the appreciation is just different. Right. Um, yeah. If you don't have that human, you know, connection. Yeah. But um, besides that, I would say, you know, what'd you say? Got bored, moved to college. I would say probably just like a, a combination was just, I wanted to do, you know, wanted to try something else. Wanted to, yeah, that first stat you
0: said was just yeah, like, yeah. to, or just got tired. Yeah. Simply um, wanted a break from church. That was 27%. Yeah. That was the majority. <laughs> that was the majority.
1: Exactly. So it's like, I, you know, can relate to that where it's just, it was a lot. And, you know, even, well, even, (laughs) oh, I laugh, but it's kind it's tough. Um, But a few months ago, well, I guess like maybe like six months ago where I was doing all those things with, you know, generate, with that Bible study, with church, with whatever, where it was like every single night there was something, you know, God related. And then after a while, it was like, what the heck? Like, I am just I was always so in my head and always thinking about so many things that my pro- I feel like my productivity level just plummeted. Yeah. But uh yeah, dude. So that like you know you we, I know, dude. We live that I know,
0: man. You, you you know, you talk to me all about it and dude, you are always busy. I mean, like I said, um I posted about it on Instagram not too long ago, you know? I mean, you had like three different jobs at one point. You were you were uh Getting your master's, you were a leader of Generate, which is a, um, um, which is pretty much a young adults ministry that uh, Josiah and I used to lead together. I still, I'm still part of the leadership team, um, but that was every Friday. You did meetings for that, and that was just <laughs> yeah. Hey, like come. On. Where was that at? Um, where's that at? By the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's a good question there. Uh, God is in control. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, you are doing so much, man. And so you know, what's crazy uh, when you when you talk about this when it comes to serving God, you know, it's not about the amount that you do for Him that makes us burn out. Um, that's that's what most people think. Like, man, I'm just doing too much. Um, And you don't see that in the life of Paul. Like, you don't. And the reason why, like, I I just want to hit home on this because um, it is important to know, you know, not to have too much on your plate per se, knowing certain boundaries and stuff like that. Um, But when God calls you to something, he's going to give you a grace for it. Why? Why is that? Why is that? So you know that it isn't on your own strength carrying this thing out in all the busyness and all the things that the Lord has called you to do or that you're doing. God's grace is sufficient in those times of weaknesses. And uh, his word does say like you, we boast in our weaknesses, but why? So that Christ's power may rest on you. Um, and so I, I just want to encourage people right now who, who might live a very busy life or, um, do feel burnt out, like rest in him and his grace for you, because it is sufficient. Um, you have to continually remind yourself that his grace is on your life, because if you try to do it on your own strength, you will get burnt out. Like, absolutely. You're going to need a sabbatical and all that stuff because you're doing it on your own strength, but with Christ all things are possible in that moment, mm. um, but I just wanted to encourage people with that. Um, but yeah, no healthy boundaries because it's true. You you gotta know. I mean, Jesus for one, like many people wanted to seek healing, but what did he do? He often withdrew. But why? To spend time with his father. To spend time in prayer. Um, and so he he was not a people pleaser, and we need to know that as. Not as people in general, but as Christians, like you're you're not a people pleaser. You you serve God and you make sure that you're healthy, so you can genuinely love others to the best of your capabilities through Christ. Um, man, yeah. I was gonna say that's, <laughs> that's like man, that's good, that, but that's
1: that's hard, you know. I mean, given yeah. what the Bible actually calls us to do, and pretty much like how much it tells us to humble ourselves.
0: Come on, you're right, dude. That could, Always.
1: Be, that could be a tough one.
0: But, um... Yeah. Man. Yeah, I just...
1: You talking about, like, that rest, and I feel like if you would have told me that, you know, a few months ago, just to, like, rest, I'd be like, what What the heck are you talking about? And I think we even got, <laughs> you know, we even got into it a few times. We uh, did, man. So I wonder, <laughs> I mean, I could talk about it too, but I was wondering, like, for, like, You know, practical reasons, if somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they're like, seriously, this is, like, one of the only things that is getting them through the day, then, like, practically, how can they actually rest? Like, Mm. you're you're
0: talking about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, be about it. How do we do it? Come on, dude. That's a good question. Um, Well, I'll tell you one thing, Josiah. Like, I'm just going to pull some – some uh something from my life because you you know me man i am super super busy um and dude practically it's remembering remembering that it's literally god's grace that um that is giving me you know i would say the energy the strength to do what i'm called to do um And I mean, practically it's, man, it's, it's speaking it out. Like, God, like, thank you for your grace for me this morning. Thank you, Lord. Because dude, he is always on. God is always on. Even when we're off, when we don't feel like loving people, when we don't feel like doing our job or whatever, like God is always on. So it's staying connected to him always, um, knowing that he's with you in it all. And that's one thing I have to encourage myself, um, I mean you you remember when I when I went through that that long fast, right? You know, and I got super freaking skinny and all this stuff. And dude, literally I in the natural, dude, I didn't have the energy to to do what I was supposed to do. But every single morning, dude, I, I woke up. I thanked the Lord for the day. I just rested in him. And uh, just thanked him for the energy and 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 called upon him in those moments of weakness, like recognizing that we are weak because mm. subconsciously we, we want to do it on our own strength. We don't even think about God's grace. We don't even think about it. We just think it's some it's some theoretical thing. But it really there is power in his grace um, and is realizing that and believing that having faith that he is going to give that to you throughout the day. Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's a little bit practically, man. Like I was, dude, I was down and I mean, I could have been just bogged down cause I didn't have the energy. Um, and it was a 40 day fast, man. You know, I mean, like that's, that's no joke. In 11 of those days, like I didn't eat anything. Um, and naturally, man, I should, I should be done, but you know, like, it was amazing because I was just like, God. It, have you seen the movie Hacksaw Ridge? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. True. True story. True story. So this is a story about a man who became a uh, paramedic in the military. He did not touch a weapon at all, and um, I can't remember the battle. Uh, it was it was like a hill of something, uh, but he he literally like saved so many men who are wounded on the battlefield without a weapon. And each time he said, God, give me the strength for one more. Give me the strength for one more. Every time he went to go grab a person. And this is a skinny dude. Like if you watch the movie, you can see him actually speak. And he's a skinny guy. And you know what's crazy? God confounds the uh god confounds the wise um i forgot what it is with simple things there you go god confounds <laughs> oh, the wise go. with simple things you know or with foolish things um mm. and isn't that amazing i mean you you, <laughs> <Isn't that> amazing? <laughs> you you think of you think of david and the giant you know like how literally he slayed a freaking giant you know with with a sling like yeah on come the, on now. who wasn't a good. warrior you know but it And he did. Shepherd boy. Yeah, he's a little shepherd boy. Like, come on. It's all about having faith. Um, Dang. Do do we trust God in that? Like, genuinely, do we trust Him? Man, I think you're hitting on it. Especially with this, like, oh, go ahead. You got more. uh, Sorry, I do have, I I literally just read this. Hebrews 11.
1: Oh, wait. Is this, like, without faith?
0: Yes, dude.
1: Yes. Yes. Hebrews 11,
0: man. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then I'll tell you. Woo, this is good stuff. And I feel like I need to read this. Um, so I'm going to find it right now. And I'm just going to read a little. I'm it? just going to, you know what? Yeah, start saying it.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know if it's this one, but dude, this little time that I'm in where I'm like, I'm just like, hey, chilling. Like I got, you know, loans coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to to start paying them. And uh-huh. I'm just like, man, like. I gotta find this job, but at the same time, how can I stay in this place where I'm just not pulling I was I almost said pulling my hair out, but like for those right. of you that know me, that's a joke. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> just like in this time, not freaking out every single day because it's like, man, mm-hmm. what the heck am I doing? Um, and so I talked to Bob, Bob Hodo. He's like yeah. almost my my father in law. He mm-hmm. uh he was just talking to me, you know, he invited me up for the weekend and stuff like that, but he I started talking to him about this stuff, and he was like, he went into that scripture about without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's what I thought, and that hit me, so when he said that, I was like, whoa, like, this is my time, this is like a test Mm -hmm. for me, right here, right now in my life, like, for me, this is one of the scariest times, you know, it's a big transition, And, and then he lays that one on me, it's like, man... All right, Bob. Let me call you back in like five minutes and think. But it was just so heavy, you know. Like without faith, that means like
0: I gotta have some faith. Like God. I want to please. I want to please God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But we're you gonna read it or what? We are gonna read a little bit, man. Because this is faith. Um, Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. for the conviction of things not seen. So it's like, okay, we weren't there when Jesus died and rose again, right? But you have faith. You have faith that he did, even though you didn't see it. There's a conviction of the things not seen in that sense. And (laughs) Hebrews 11 literally goes into depth of the men and women who had faith. And by their faith, like, please God, and like saw things happen. And so I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit um, from the beginning. So here we are. This is, um, it says, he, Hebrews eleven three. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. One more time. Mm-hmm. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. Dang, dude, when you live by faith, it still speaks. (laughs) And it says, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Um, And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Dang, he rewards those who seek him. And here, here it is right here. All the men of faith, just a few of them by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. And if, I mean, most people know about the story of Noah and the ark. You know, God told him that it was going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. Therefore, he made an ark. And other people are you know, calling him crazy, man. Like, what are you doing making this huge freaking ark that, you know, um, like, no rain, no nothing, you know. And he's doing this. And the next thing you know, it floods for 40 days and 40 nights. And there are, what, like, I don't know how many animals were in there. We'll just say all of them. <laughs> a, a pair of two, you know, male and female. <laughs> and so here's more. It says... And it says by faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful, who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven, as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. And it just it just says this. These all died in faith not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. Um, And let's just say like this whole, literally Hebrews 11 goes through all like so many different men of faith. Um, But the, one of the biggest things that it says, and I, I, I won't go, go into depth with it. uh, But it says, you know, so therefore, um, we you know should consider the the cloud of witnesses that we're surrounded by you know that we don't lose heart um pretty much and i'm totally paraphrasing right now but this is pretty much what what the um the con what is what is the word i'm looking for um i guess i'll just say consensus um of of faith like we, we are encouraged by those who have walked by faith, like remembering those beforehand. Um, so it encourages us to, to continue walking in the faith. And so that's, that's really what I want to say about that. Yeah, I, know, I know that's a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, like, we just had like a little mini Bible study, you know, with
0: the family, mm-hmm. or I guess, with the listeners.
1: Yeah, um, come
0: on. Hebrews 11, dang read it 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 will man if that doesn't motivate you to continue in your time of despair in your time of just brokenness man that will right there i promise you you read hebrews 11 you're going to be changed by it but believe it receive it by faith <laughs> yeah um dude so we spent a lot of time on that um but I actually if you don't have anything on that, I do have another question for you.
1: Okay. <laughs> what you got? Um,
0: <laughs> you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I got him right in front of me actually. Oh okay. um, so check this out, man. I think this this is something huge. This speaks to your character, bro. And okay. and I think this is something that we see a lot. Um in our workplace, just everywhere, man. One, there's life and death in the power of the tongue, right? Yeah. Um, but, dude, you, you're you a man of honor, bro. I don't know if you know that, but you are. And, like, I hardly, if ever, heard you gossip. Um, like, I, I, I just remember, e- even me, man, when I start speaking on something, you're just like, hey, 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 I don't believe that's right. Like, let's stop you know what i mean like just correcting me in that moment um and you you never want to hear gossip out of out of people's mouths unless it's to build somebody up and i want to know like why is that why why are you so strong on that besides it being good practice you know what i mean and i know the word says it but for you why is that um
1: I don't know so much about gossip, but I I do know, man, it was probably like two or three, maybe four years ago, where I was just reading, like in the Bible, Mm -hmm. and I read, you know, Matthew 7, 1, where it says, judge not, or judge and you will be judged, you know, judge not and you won't be judged, pretty much, where Jesus is talking and is like... Mm
0: -hmm because with don't the measure judge. that you judge it,
1: yeah, yeah with the measure that you
0: judge it will be judged back unto you
1: yep. exactly so like just that whole reaper what you sell thing but i like read that and i don't know maybe it's like i think it's a good thing and maybe sometimes it's a bad thing but like i'm really black and white sometimes and so i took that yeah. and i was like man okay like i don't want to be judged i really i know i don't like being judged by other people i know i like being accepted and being you know welcomed by other people so if I want that I know I can't judge pretty much so it was just like became like this mindset where I just did not want to judge and even like
0: pretty Mm -hmm. much
1: cutting it off to like the thought of if I could feel like something coming on or if like I saw someone or something or like you know something on the ordinary and I would want to like speak on it rather than doing that I would just try and like divert that thought or like you know so it came down to not just like the saying things but even like the thinking things
0: Dang, as far dude, as just like
1: that is powerful i know well i mean like it it seriously i think helped me out as far as just like not judging anybody for you know really anything that and so i think good. i think you you know you guys talk about like the accepting and thing and being able to like talk around me it's like i think that's a big portion of it is because you know, no matter what's coming out of your, mild, out of your mouth, there's not going to be judgment or you know condemnation for it. And so I think that goes along with like the gossiping thing. I think is just kind of like tied up in that because it can, yeah, you know, kind of be seen as like
0: mm-hmm. a
1: for a form of judgment in a sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, and there there's a verse that does say, "Out of the heart the mouth speaks." Mm. You know, yeah, like what good. is in your heart, like genuinely yeah um, and because that's where it's at man that's where it's at if it, it it's like is is this who you are you know like yeah you 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 don't want this to be who you are um and um yeah hmm. thank you that's good i I really I really just appreciate um, you in that because. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> By you speaking on this, you're literally just having faith in the word. <laughs> well, dude. And I, yeah, faith in the word, sure. But, like, I mean, not sure,
1: but it's important, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah. dude, it comes down to, with me, like, I'm, like how much am I being selfish? Because, in a sense, right. we got, like, we got such, we pretty much got, like, the keys to life with the bible as far as like how it talks about you know like you want to be do you want to be exalted all right first humble yourself you know these are like common um
0: okay huh sorry uh you're cutting out a little bit um oh sorry about can that. you repeat that a bit yeah
1: so i was just talking about like um you know being selfish like i always think about this like am i being selfish mm-hmm. because it's kind of like we got the keys to life in the sense of like yeah you know, do you want to be do you want to be exalted before others? All right, Jesus says for you to humble yourself first. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like you know step one, step two. Like you want to be up here, you want to be respected and stuff like that. Okay, respect others. Come you on, know, so that's good. This thing with the Bible, as far as it's like, do you not want to be judged? Okay, don't judge others. It's like we got this magic formula that is the Bible and that is God's word, and so it's like I know. I guess that is faith because. I take it at that where God says, you know, these He says these promises about keeping you safe, keeping you secure, loving his yeah. children. Like you are his children if mm-hmm. you believe in Jesus, you know, if you Come do on. right, you do good. Like these are things that qualify you to be this and then all of these benefits, you know, you and Joe are talking about it. But like living in that place. That's what I'm trying to, like, seek out, you know, and just kind of learn more about. And so it's awesome yeah, to hear you guys yeah. talk about it just like that. It's not necessarily of, like, having that fake mindset, you know, like, right. oh, like, I'm, I'm this, I'm a billionaire, I'm a billionaire, I'm a billionaire. When in reality, you just, you know, you might have $10 in your bank. It's yeah. more of like, you know, you, you first have that, that you're, you're a billionaire because, you know, you have that deposit of Jesus. But Come from there, on. it's like, that's where you got to live from, you know? And so I yes. feel like that's, that's just hard for me. I feel like mm-hmm. that's hard for a lot of people. But, man, that's that's hard for me. But yeah. I think that, you know, the more I, I learn about these mm-hmm. um, just ways to do life from the scripture, the better off I'll be. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: That's good. Thank you for sharing your heart on that. Uh, yeah. So, like. I kind of want to go back to um, our, our little uh, study that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, because I think you have a lot. You, you've worked with uh, Youth Hope, um, an organization in the Quad Cities that deals with um, or ministers to you know, teens and, and younger kids. And I want to know, like, in your opinion, what do Gen X and millennials need to do or be? to keep the generations below us in the church? Like, what needs to change? And Gen X is the generation above us, by the way, like our parents. Oh, damn. So you're asking, <laughs> what needs to change with them? Oh. With, with us, too. Yeah. yeah if you yeah, only yeah, want to no, speak no. on us, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I might tap
1: into that. Other one. But uh, let me think. Let me think. Okay. Um, so I'm glad you mentioned... Youth Hope, just because, man, I remember, well, first of all, Jeremy, our good friend Jeremy, he um, kind of just, like, recruited me there, and at first, I just started off volunteering, and then started to work at, pretty much in, like, a program that helped kids out with, like, life skills, Mm -hmm. and so, I just remember, like, running those programs. I would want to quit, like, every single day that I ran a program, because... You know, well, I mean, and it was a lot to ask like it was mm-hmm. an after school program and then so after school, I was expecting them to come over and to sit and have me talk for another you know thirty forty five minutes. Yeah. so I understand that part. And at the same time, I would just want to just quit every single time because you know of how the kids they they needed to get out their energy. so there wasn't always a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. but I would just remember that like it wouldn't matter with like you know the 20 thirty minute talks that i had or that i like would try and convey something it was like man seriously like four to five minutes that i would have dropping these kids off where they would ask me like some huge question um about something that was either on their mind or something that they learned or some kind of like something that really needed to be talked about and it would be you know, four or five minutes that I would talk about this huge thing on their way home from this program. And then that was it. So I learned in that, in those times that it really didn't matter about how much I would like preach to them in a sense. I think some people are like that where they, they do need that. But as far as for me and what I saw, it didn't, it didn't take a lot of that to like get through to them. What got through to them was like the repetition and the relationship. And then from that relationship, you know, they had trust enough to, to ask some yeah. serious questions. So yeah. as far as just like practicality and how that looks, I mean, I think that's pretty, pretty basic and pretty simple as far as like mm-hmm. trying to figure out the best ways to have those relationships, you know, with not just the older individuals to our generation, but it, you know, the whole tier as far as like the whole system we need like each generation to respect each other yeah um, yeah you know how they need to be respected and like have those relationships from there because we all
0: we all have strengths and weaknesses you know what i mean like we need yeah. each other
1: <laughs> yeah oh heck yeah
0: i think too is that like
1: i think it's pretty unique with the way we're going and the swing of things and how you know i think as far as like the whole respecting your elders thing how that kind of just like decreased and diminished over Mm -hmm. time. I think because of that, like, I honestly, I like to see authority and I like to see these different things. And so I think that because we started to swing so far that other way with like respect and so like respecting your elders and uh, respecting authority that like to see people actually like lay down the law who are respectable individuals who have done that before I think that is something that is, like, almost attractive. It it kind of, like, it commands your attention in a way. Yeah, and so yeah. I think that for, you know, that elderly or, I guess, older um, generation to figure that part out. And then for the younger people, I guess for me and you, you know, like, dude, the biggest testimony for me has been just not, like, if I can be honest, not probably not like getting up there and giving like a sermon or giving like a talk, but it's been when people are actually like curious and they care Mm -hmm. and they see like how it's affected, how my faith has affected my life. And so they might ask me a question, like, how do you have this confidence? Or like, how do you have this faith? And then from there I'm able to just kind of like, I've done this, you know, even when I was on my Peru trip, just like would pick just specific kinds of, um, scripture that you know i've either memorized or that has spoke to my house or my heart and been like this is why you know because this is why because in the word it says i'm a child and if, if i'm a child then all of these things are pretty much added unto me mm-hmm. and so that was just like another testimony for me where it was just like the speaking from your own you know that's always like the best right it's like speaking from your own testimony
0: yeah being and real like what is being real,
1: really done. <laughs> Be yeah, what, Like, what about the future? Like, what about right now? Like, you're struggling? Like, I'm yeah. really struggling with something, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We just, I don't know. I think that is, it is good, though. Like, having, especially you guys around, um, I would probably, like, encourage that with, like, the younger generation. I think that, you know, with, like, the whole, everything going on in the world and, like, where, like, equality, that is, like, a major topic. Um I think it is wise to understand other people's like preferences or you know other people's um choices and respect that but that doesn't mean you have to be like involved or like have a certain group of friends where they might not you know do necessarily do bad things but they also don't believe in god so it's like this place of like okay how much do you allow um into your life where these things are going to be affecting you, you know, like I couldn't, I couldn't be happier with living with you and Caleb and, you know, Cody slash Sam, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was like <laughs> in those times, like we would go through some of the hardest times and we would have some of the most difficult conversations, but like I wouldn't imagine doing it with anybody else. And, you know, I can't like, thank you guys enough for like being there especially when I would be in a funk and things like that. So I think that is another huge aspect where it is like being
0: aware of who you're surrounding yourself with, Yeah, you know, especially for that younger generation. And you know what you're hitting on right now?
2: You're Mm. hitting
0: on walking in the light. Uh, Like, you know, the struggles, the things, the things that are really bogging you down um, because we need to, we need to encourage one another. Like we all can't, we, we can't, you, you can't fake it. That's what, and I think that's that's one of the things in our generation, millennials. Like we we hate seeing fake. We yeah. want we want community. We want unity. We want realness, um, so much to the point that we've tolerated um, we've tolerated certain things because we don't want to offend people. Um, you right. know what I mean? And we need yeah. to be bold and and stand on truth. Um, and not, not beat around the bush, uh, and be direct with people, you know, and that, that's one thing I will say like about our generation that we can do better is to be more direct, stop beating around the bush. And that's one thing that you just remind me of. You're always like straight to the point. Um, but you know, in this survey, you know, 20% of people said they didn't feel connected to the people in the church and that's why they left. And, um, I think a lot of our generation, you know, like that's that's why we left. And I think it's a lot of the reason why people are leaving now because uh, they don't feel connected. But the word does say that uh, the world will know us by our love for one another. You know, like we are family. We are family. Um, and that needs to be an aspect in the church. And if you're family, man. You 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 go through the valleys together. You go to the mountaintops together. Um, you do life together, you know? It's not just yeah. church on Sunday. It's like, man, every day, man, we're walking in community and helping each other grow.
1: Yeah, I think uh, in this, like, day and age, there's definitely, like, um, a way to do that, too, where you're not just... You're not going back and, like, living with each other and, you know, dividing everything together. I think there's there's mm-hmm. definitely a way um, to do it. And I agree, dude. I, the other thing I was, like, thinking about was, like, you know, you talked about being bold. And I think that, well, for me at least, it would be like, man, I'm a Christian. i got to be bold about this. That doesn't mean you just go up to any group who you think is sinning and start – like shouting, out, right, you know, that they're going on. to hell, or that
0: yeah, that's not know, the they, love of God. <laughs> that
1: they need Jesus, of course. Like we all do. Like that's just that's a no get a no brainer. So it's just like some of these things are don't need to be said. And so I think it is good though, with you talking about like authority, as far as like okay, what do you really believe then? And if you really truly believe that, then if people ask you questions, then you can answer them, you know, with confidence, with that yes. authority that you're talking about, like this is what I know and this is what I know to be true and even if, even if I haven't necessarily like seen it like I know that it's true mm-hmm. because of you know somebody else's experience or whatever like yeah I just think that yeah it's good to like know I guess why or I guess know what you believe and
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of like go into it with that mindset not trying to like you know dominate yeah. someone or something like that it's it's just like being being smart you know I think hmm yeah, Jesus did it too with his words. Like, he was, I love listening to him because how
0: he talks to people is just like on another level. Yeah. You know? but, it's, yeah. it's so true. I mean, he really encompassed ev- like grace and truth, you know? Like, yeah. what, what, it, what, you know, there's this saying like, truth without grace is legalism. And that's what that whole like shouting out, you know, like you're gonna go to hell. That's I mean, that is so legalistic. Like, there's no grace in that. Um, And then grace without truth is um, is lawlessness, you know, because God has placed certain things in our life, you know, like there are truths. And if you just if you just pour out the love message and like acceptance and tolerance, that's like okay. Hey, I'm gonna let you drink this Clorox, Clorox bleach because I don't want I don't I don't want you to feel like I'm judging you, even though I know that that very thing is going to cause harm to you. That's not yeah. love. That's not love at all. You know what sure. I mean? And so there is a duty for us to to walk in the integrity of the word. Like, hey, like, and bring correctness because the word says this. Those who you know, uh, God corrects those that He loves. You know, um, and then also like when you when you when you love Him, you genuinely love correction. Why though? Because He's making you more like Him. Because He's out for your best interest, and you know that He is. It's like when your parent says, "Hey, don't touch that. You're gonna burn yourself." You know, you end up touching it. It's like. It's, it's not, let's just, it's, it's not, I told you so it's okay. Let, let me, I'm going to have to take you to the doctor, you know, and we're going to get this healed. You know what I mean? And that's the way God is like when we mess up, he doesn't, he doesn't point it in our face and say, I told you so. I told you so. He doesn't do that. He shows grace and brings us into, into him and corrects us, you know, um, I just want to say that when people say "I told you so," that's that's not of God, or or, or you should yeah. know, or you should know better by now. That's that's yeah. not God. That's the voice of the enemy right there.
1: Um, yeah, that's not. But, that's yeah. not EU. <laughs> what is EU again? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, come on. Um, that means encouraging and uplifting, and that's come what on. we try to live our
0: life by. You know. That's right. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Yeah, EU. as
1: corny as it can
0: be, EU. E B E U. E U, baby, that's it. <laughs> you got that from Saint Ambrose, didn't you? I got that from something. Can't remember. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff, uh, dude. I got, I got, I got something for you right here. Just, you're gonna love this. Um, you love fitness. You love exercise science. It, it's what you're all about, dude. Movement of the body, uh, different things that'll help the human anatomy, all that good stuff. So, what are some of the most intriguing or beneficial findings you have discovered when it comes to exercise science or the human body and its functions? <laughs> okay. Here we go now
1: i'm glad you guys have all joined us now we can begin this podcast
0: this is this is this is josiah
1: mcguire uh professor josiah mcguire get out i'm unemployed josiah (laughs) oh i'm laughing through my pain okay oh man um let me see well dude i love i love 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 uh the nervous system and how you were talking about muscles and you were talking about exercise, but, like, mm-hmm. how it connects with that and how things get established. And so, actually, I was just talking to Jeremy the other day. And, dude, I gave him this, like, uh, this book called Starting Strength. Yeah, was I, was, much, I was in the room. I was in the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Okay. Um, but that's an awesome book because it really breaks down a lot of stuff. But that mm-hmm. reminded me of just, like, the fact that, like, man, you're not, like, if you're a beginner and you just start to, like, work out, you won't see many gains as far as, like, size goes for, like, at least six weeks, like, five to six weeks because it during all that time, it's not like you're not getting stronger. You're getting stronger, but what you're doing is you're making your nervous system more efficient. And so you're pretty much just, like, laying down all these different new, like, railroads, if you want to think about it like that, like, all these nerves, all of these... Um, cells, you're pretty much making them more efficient by um, either making them be able to fire, you know, like faster, or I guess, like connect with more um, like other muscles and things like that. And so your body just gets like way better at organizing those muscles to fire properly, you know. And so that's just like one of the most awesome things that always blows my mind is just the nervous system, how. Yeah, just so yeah, that's a poor warning though. Beginners, like, don't get agitated if you know by the fourth week of just starting lifting, you're not really seeing many results. It's because you're getting them, obviously, you're getting stronger, you probably are seeing that, but it's because the nervous system, like, your brain's just becoming more efficient with that communication. So, that's one Dang. thing, and that's all I got for you that's no, all bro that is it dude <laughs> dang i'm, I'm, just I'm, hey, I'm getting one. something out of this hey, get out of here i mean stay here <laughs> but uh that that's an awesome thing um i guess let me think i don't know what's like with the nervous system um but just like i don't know different mechanisms as far as you know what, dude? When I was hiking in Peru, and I think I think I'm like a pretty fit dude. I think I'm like hey, you are, man. You, you're freaking rolling with a
0: six pack, a, a big chest, <laughs> big guns. Cut it can, out,
1: can dude! You can squat an elephant. I mean, like a baby one, maybe. But uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, like, when I was in Peru and I was at that elevation of whatever, you know, ten to fifteen thousand feet. At a a given point, my lungs and my capacity to uh, do any kind of physical activity was just like so low. It's insane because of, you know, when you go at a high altitude, it's like, oh, people think like, oh, there's like the air is thinner. What the heck does that even mean? Like, oh, like we just throw that phrase around. Hey, the air is just thinner. It's like, well, does that mean that there's less oxygen? It's like, no, it just means that there's less pressure for that oxygen to be delivered to your lungs and there's less pressure for that oxygen to be delivered throughout your body and so that was just a crazy concept to me where it was like man i think i'm like super fit and super humbling but when i was at like 14 15,000 feet up and i would take 10 mm-hmm. steps i would have to rest dude and yeah like wow. you want to talk about humble pie i was eating that every day all
2: day
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff but it's just oh, cool. You Humble know? pie is good stuff. <laughs> Humble pie, yeah, right. It's Not at oh, first, man. but it teaches you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just like another concept, like uh, just everything with altitude. That was cool to cool to see as well.
0: Yeah. Dang so. man, that that is that is so awesome. Those are two. Pretty amazing uh, findings or discoveries because I'll tell you what, for the longest time, I always thought that, yeah, there's just less oxygen up there, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, um, that's, I, I just find that pretty cool. I, I never knew that as a runner who yeah. has ran in Colorado, you know, at altitude. Um, but so you're saying it's less pressure. Yeah, just like
1: less, less oxygen. It's like, it's called the partial pressure. So, like, that oxygen is just like, less likely to get down in your lungs and delivered to your your muscles correctly. So, mm-hmm. it's just tough. There's like a lot of other things too that go on, but that's like that's the main reason. And so, yeah. it just blows my mind, you know, exercise. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right. Y'all hear that? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Josiah, this has been such uh, an informative podcast and dude i i can't tell you how blessed i am by you um mm. again you're one of my best friends dude we we literally we literally did life together you know through your mom's passing um man through through you know just relationship stuff all of it dude um just life in general and i love you man <laughs> i love you too you're amazing and you're a blessing to everyone and literally whoever employs you they're going to be so blessed. And I'm even going to say it, man, just lucky to have you because you are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, You love kids. You love family. You love people. You're awesome. Wow,
1: dude. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Not just for those kind words for all your your listeners, but uh, just being you, dude. And, you know, we've I just love how, you know, we've had like such different Upbringing and wait, sorry, just a minute. Your bedroom, <laughs> okay, let's go. Oh, my so uh, cute, sorry, <laughs> dude. That's my uh, my niece, she's in trouble right now. So, but uh, yeah, um, thank you for being you and like walking out what you really believe in. I really appreciate that. And you just, dude, you just mean a lot. To not just me, but also the whole QC family as well. And you know what? Like, those Texas people, they can have you when the time's right, you know? But, like, we just need to enjoy you right now. Dang,
0: dude. Do you know what you're saying right now? You don't even know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Oh, man. But, yeah, I appreciate it, dude, for real. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you're very welcome. Um. So again, guys, thank you for listening in. You can go ahead and find this link um, on, on, on the, the podcast episode that I'll post. Uh, Josiah McGuire, again, uh, he's got Instagram, Facebook. You, you can search him out. One of my friends, amazing man of God. And uh, statistically speaking, again, that, that, that uh, research study will be on there. I just said that. But it's LifeWayResearch.com. Um, you can look up the organization at, uh, at uh, just lifeway.com, um, and it'll go through all those different studies for you. Um, and on Lifeway Research, if you go down to the bottom right-hand corner, there'll be, there'll be a section that says archive, and you can look at the different archives from each year, and you can find this one on there by doing that. It's going to be through April through May, 2007. Um, But I love you guys. Y'all have a great one. Josiah, pleasure speaking with you. And I'll see you again sometime. Sounds good. See you, brother. All right. Peace out, homie. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. I hope you got something out of this week's conversation. And if you did... Don't forget to share it with a friend, leave a review, and drop a comment. I'd love to share some of your feedback on this next episode. I have some exciting news. I have a dear friend that's going to be coming out with his own podcast soon. I know it's going to bless you spiritually. Therefore, I'm going to promote it on here. I'm so excited. It's going to be coming out in these coming weeks. But until then, I'll see you on this next episode. Take care, guys. I love y'all.